Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Ingold set in front of Jacobs. Carr. Going to throw, rolls right, wide open, touchdown Waller. Beautiful play. Fourth down, write it down. Fourth down and one at the goal line. Mr. Groot gambles, and Derek Carr with a terrific play call. Waller was wide open, coach. Toss play over to the Riders, Jalen Richard this time, and he got a first down. Oh, How about that? How about Jalen Richard? How about that? Walking the tightrope. What a play call. Brent Musburger on the play-by-play there as the Raiders win the Monday night game. They spot the Saints' 10-point lead and come roaring back to win 34-24. The Raiders! 2-0, PK. And they're just six hours away. They're practically in our backyard. Oh, they are, man. I was out celebrating with the neighbors. I mean, they're our team. I found myself rooting for the Raiders. I don't root for NFL teams. I don't root for pro teams. I found myself rooting for the Raiders. Not that I have anything against the Saints by any stretch. I really don't care. But because they're that close, and for me, I'm in Vegas probably 25 times a year for personal and and work reasons. So, yeah, I think next game I'm going to paint my face silver and black. I would love to see that because I don't Darth Vader mask and call today. Yeah, nice. Yeah, let's get the Vader helmet. It's a lot quicker. It's not nearly as messy. I'm going to paint my whole, I don't know if it's messy, I'm going to paint my whole body silver and black. No, you're not. Which parts do you think should be silver? None of them. Nothing. <laughs> no silver, no black. Just put on the Darth Vader helmet, maybe a cape. That, that'd that be enough. No, you don't get to decide what's been. I'll decide when I've had enough. That's an old Carlos Santana tune. Yeah, Brent Musburger, man, he was around when I was like 13 years old. And now that I'm 43, he's still doing it. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> Derek Carr throws for 282 yards. Darren Waller had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown catch. And for the Raider offense, once they got going, seemed unstoppable. You know, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter. Drew Brees looks like he's lost his fastball. He's a shadow of his former self. It's over for Drew Brees. Wasn't anybody concerned with the same defense? The stops were few and far between after that first quarter. Well, yeah, they don't have any golden gloves on defense, that's for sure. Oh, nice. Okay. we got to go with the ba- – ba- all references in other sports have to be baseball. Or horse racing. Those are the only two. Injury news. Down the stretch. Down the stretch they come. <laughs> Injury news. Uh, the Niners lost uh, Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman to knee injuries. Nick Bosa, ACL. Solomon Thomas, ACL. They were hoping that wasn't so bad. So for the Niners, horrible uh, series of injuries there. Marquise Blair, the former Ute, now a Seattle Seahawk. ACL tear, same with Bruce Irvin. Yeah, you had the three Bs there. You had Bosa, Barkley, and Blair all with the same injury. They're gone. How much you want to put on this that they didn't... uh, they didn't slowly get into this with preseason games, you know? Two drives here, then a quarter, then a half. 
kind of ease into it. Or it's so the, it's football, it's a violent game, and this stuff happens. It was just kind of odd there were this many ACLs in one week. Uh, it seems like those are the two explanations, because this does seem like a lot of ACLs all at once. I, they may have had them earlier. I, I have, I, why do things have to have explanations with you? <laughs> Well, the explanation could just be just because it was bad break and kind of fluky. And that's not much of an explanation, but that could be the explanation. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that everything needs an explanation. Th- things happen because they happen. Is that an explanation? Sure, we could go with that. Christian McCaffrey, high ankle sprain, four to six weeks. Drew Locke, three to five weeks with a sprained shoulder. The Broncos lose their quarterback. And they lost their wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, with an ACL injury. Low shoulder injuries aren't as bad as high ankle sprains. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, who had chest pains. There were complications during warm-ups with the Chiefs. He's recovering well. Head coach Anthony Lynn didn't go to it any more than that. Uh, Taylor went to the hospital, but now he's home. He was home Sunday night. He was at practice yesterday, so whatever it was, apparently he's doing much better, even though it sure didn't look good when they took shots of him over there in the game. That didn't look good, but apparently all better now. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I'm technically exempt right now because I already I already had it back, you know, whatever. So I'm in my 90 days still. So um, I'm exempt until the LaTeX game. I think I got it from me and some of my buddies having a bunch of the football guys over and we were just having a little gambling night, you know, having some fun. And somehow a bunch of us got it, you know, honestly, for me and the other guys that had it, it was just it was just like a cold, you know, minor symptoms and tired, fatigued, all that kind of stuff. You know, so for us, it, it was nothing crazy. You know, it was four days and we were we were ready to go again. So it was, it was not bad. There's Zach Wilson, BYU quarterback, on his COVID-19. Uh, it was gambling night, PK. And he's okay now. He's in his 90 days. He went on to say he's got to get his own apartment. So contract tracing won't sideline him in case one of his roommates tests positive. Democrats aren't going to like that. It was a minor cold. Yep. This is way too close to the election to be calling uh, corona a minor cold. I think that was a political statement by him? No. no. I think it was a factual statement. With NCC set to be in play this weekend, LSU named junior Miles Brennan as their starting quarterback. High expectations, PK. 15-0. Pick up where they left off. Make the magic uh, happen. He's miles away from Burrow. Mac Jones is a Bama starter. They named their starter. He's a redshirt junior, so you can get a couple years out of Mac Jones, maybe. Texas Tech running back Sir Roderick Thompson was charged Monday with street racing. University said he's still expected to play Saturday against Texas. They didn't specify what happened, but street racing is... I mean, do we really need much of an explanation? Well, yeah. Sounds like he thought he had a fast car. (laughs) Did he win? He ain't competitor, man. He'll beat you right in grand ball and checkers. Man, street racing. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Game three of the Western Conference Finals tonight. It's the Lakers. It's the Nuggets. L.A.'s trying to go up 3-0 on the Nuggets. 7 o'clock on TNT. Have they got an answer for Anthony Davis? Can they slow him down? 
coming off a 31.9 rebound game. He delivered big time. Is he going to do it again? I would say guard him. That would be my answer. Well, they they messed up that play at the end of the game, but he's had 37 and 31 against him. He's off to a pretty good start in this series. He is? Yeah, no doubt about it. Michael Jordan. The NBA's Michael Jordan is now NASCAR's Michael Jordan. Teaming up with Denny Hamlin to form a NASCAR team with Bubba Wallace. Jordan, who owns the uh, Charlotte Hornets, made the announcement with Hamlin, saying historically NASCAR has struggled with diversity. There have been few black owners. The timing seems perfect as NASCAR is evolving and embracing social change more and more. It's the multi-sport thing. First Joe Gibbs, now MJ. Yeah, I think there's been way more before Joe Gibbs. But uh, I think that's part of the product of the region you know it's like canadians like in hockey it seems those folks over there along that part of the uh eastern uh part of the country they're into nascar brad doherty has done work for them and he went to carolina too i mean he's done some broadcasting for them so it seems like if you're from that region you at least have a mild interest and obviously jordan has the finances to be able to do these things Michael Jordan getting into NASCAR. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 0-1 pitch is hit high in the air. Deep to right field. Back goes Judge looking up. It's gone! Alejandro Kirk with his first home run in the Major Leagues to cap a 4-for-4 night. There's your license plate, PK. You couldn't be more pumped. Hope he doesn't steal it from you. There's two things that I need to trademark. The license plate, 444, which stands for 444. And the Washington football team should be the Pigskins, because then they could still be called the Skins. Toronto beat the Yankees 11-5. Toronto, two games over 500, trying to get into the playoffs. They're not there yet, but they're in good shape. Oakland Athletics... Are in. They won the division. They had the night off, but Houston lost to Seattle. Houston dropping back to 500. Oakland's got a six and a half game lead here in the final week of the season. They are in. They are clinched. They're the fifth team in the American League to get in. Over to the National League. Still waiting for the Cubs and Braves to clinch their divisions. Assume they will. They're up by uh, the Braves are up by four games. The Cubs by four and a half. But then, PK, then it gets pretty crazy. Six teams for four spots, all bouncing around 500, maybe a little better than 500, a game or two over. Got a couple teams you believe in more than the others, or it's just, uh, who knows, check back on Saturday and see how it's playing out. You want national teams who get those last couple of wild card spots, or what? what last four. Yeah, there's six teams for four spots. I'm kind of thinking it's not going to be the Brewers because the Brewers are doing I, – I heard a stat on them last night. It made me laugh because you were telling us last year how the Diamondbacks – how many times did they get to 500 and not go over? I mean, it was getting to be ridiculous. The Brewers are now at eight. They played eight times at 500 to get over 500, and they've lost every time. They're 0-8. Yeah, I think the Diamondbacks, that was a couple years ago. They finished over 500 last year. Uh, I would go with Cincinnati – as my lock among those four. They're hot. They won eight out of nine. Well, I just think they have the best pitching. 
So that's, I mean, that, and when yep. you get down to it, that's where I go. Uh, so I go Cincinnati, and then a toss-up between St. Louis and Philadelphia. Well, there's four spots, so St. Louis and Philly could both get in. Yeah, I know. Six I mean, for yeah. six for four. The Marlins, Giants out. You're basically what you just said was Giants and Brewers out. Then probably. No, I didn't. Uh, no? St. Louis, Miami, Milwaukee, and San Francisco. I'm not sure. So any of those two, but I just, you know, I'm not going to extend uh, beyond that. I'm going to go the two teams that I think have the best chance, and then they let the other four fight it out. I'd love to see the Giants get in. I've been an old Giants fan since my fixation with Willie Mays. So you kind of you kind of got Bay Area roots here. The Giants and the the Las Vegas Raiders with their two tours of the Bay Area. Well, yeah, I was in Los Angeles when the Raiders were there. So, I mean, I did have an opportunity to be around them a little bit way back when. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. It's Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receiver, is going to join us at 8 o'clock. And Cam Miller, college football analyst and writer for SB Nation at 8.30. Scotty G will join us in the 9 o'clock hour. Talk about the Mountain West Conference coming back, their plans. Where is that headed? Talk of an eight-game season for the Mountain West. What does that mean for the Aggies? We'll talk with Scotty coming up. And we got the question of the day for you next, and we will get to that on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Football Fridays, Coach Mac, Alema Harrington. We're here at the warehouse. Tom Alema said he was a little bit jealous. Well, just a have, little. Have an Alema deal. <laughs> Alema special. Okay. I've got about 10 love seats. Ha-ha! Hey, what hey, do you think, Coach? That's huh? just what you need is a yes. love seat. Yeah, Alema does love seat. need a love seat. There is sure, nothing wrong with cuddling on a love seat. Okay, well, I... I Cuddle with my wife and watch a movie. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. My wife is practicing social distance. <laughs> <laughs> She's been doing that for 25 years, right? <laughs> I was waiting for Gordon to pop in on that one. <laughs> the Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. So we're going to network's home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. Syringa Network's bringing you DJ and PK. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Man, Sinatra got you all sorts of fired up last night. I saw it on Twitter, PK. You and I long for Anadol. Yeah, man, they go Vegas, and who they go right to? They go right to Frank. My Frank. Yes, my Frank. When you think of Vegas, who's the first guy you think of? Frank. In other words... 
This is a great tune. Monday Night Football in Las Vegas. The Raiders beating the Saints. It was awesome. Coming from 10 down to win by 10, 34-24. Question of the morning. Do you find yourself rooting for the Raiders now that they're only six hours away? And Dan says, no. I've always been a Raider fan. Even better now that they're closer. Truly hoping that they become the team broadcast to this market each week and that we can finally be rid of the donkeys from Denver. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that completely. Got you covered on the radio side, at least. Not going to be rid of the donkeys from Denver, but those are two different questions. You got six games a week coming in here. How many times can you get the Raiders? The Raiders. I mean, if they're our team, then you can get them every week. You get them 16 times. If they win, you can get them 16 times. Well, it shouldn't. Regardless, if they're our team, you should get them 16 times. I don't think it matter. We don't really have an hour team. If the Broncos were our team, we would have got them 16 times last year. Well, that's the point. We didn't get them 16 times last year because they didn't Didn't win. Just here, I just said, if they're our team. Yeah, that's what I just said. That's the whole point. If they're our team, then you get them 16 times. Yes, absolutely. That's the whole issue. If they're our team. I mean, they're not going to be our team one day after their first game. It's the idea of they're only six hours away, and folks go to Vegas here a lot, and can it become our team? They're not the team now. I understand that. If they win, then they can. But they got to win. So then that's the same thing in Vegas? If they win, they'll be Vegas' team? No, they'll be Vegas' team because the NFL has their little territory rules. It's what's in your heart as far as a fandom <laughs> you're talking about. I don't want to get territorial rules. But So the NFL has territorial rules if they win. That doesn't make any sense. In the cities that don't have teams, it does make sense. You're being difficult. No, I'm not. They play in Vegas, so they're Vegas' team. They don't play in Salt Lake. But they'll be on TV here all the time if they win. Well, I mean, you can get you can get them on TV every week if you, if you if want you do to the better. NFL ticket. But I'm not, yeah, I know your your world is all about TV. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your fandom. Our fandom will remain scattered. Might tip towards the Raiders, though. I can see that happening. Well, why will our fandom remain scattered? Because we have lots of people who root for lots of different teams playing in different parts of the country. So does Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, but with the stadium sitting right by the freeway, they're going to get the Raiders all the time. Again, you're freaking hung up on the TV. Well, that's how most people... Get their sports. I mean, I mean, obviously nobody's going in you know, games now in real numbers. Well, nobody went in Vegas, and Dallas was 25% full, and other cities are doing whatever they're doing. But even when it gets back to normal, there's going to be sixty or 70,000 people at games, and everybody else, millions more watching on TV. That's how people get their, get their sports fix for the most part. I understand that, but I don't know what that has to do with being a fan of a particular team. That. Uh, we're talking two different languages here, and I'm not going to try to convince you because you're hung up on the television, and that's your 
that it, TV is your god. I mean, you 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 won't kneel at the national anthem. You'll kneel at the foot of Channel Two. We understand that, but it's about your fandom. That's what I'm. What is your fandom? What is your loyalty? Well, Garrett is there with you. He says yes, especially knowing I should have been there in person last night because I'm now a season ticket holder. Well, yeah. when I worked in Sacramento. And we would staff the Niner games if you have to drive down real early on Sunday morning. I-80, the freeway from Sacramento to San Francisco, is probably two hours to the stadium, and it was packed with people who had Niner bumper stickers. They had uh, Niner jerseys on when you passed them on the freeway or they passed you. They had Niner blankets in the, in the, folded up in the back window you could see as you drove by them. And there were so many people driving down to the game. Will it be like cars? that? Will it, what? Didn't you look at the traffic? You're worried about the guy next to you? And the what, photographer's what driving. I'm riding. Photographer's oh. driving. I'm just looking. Man, there's a lot of Niner fans going down to this game from Sacramento. Is it going to be like that going through uh, Fillmore? Hello. Uh, my guess is they'd already be there. Go down on a Friday and make a weekend of it. Yeah, or Saturday, you know, whenever. Yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't judge it by the traffic on the freeway. Uh, I would judge it by the folks that are there. I mean, I can tell you that I have gone, you know, 50 concerts over the years in Vegas, and I have been PK'd many, many times. Many times. So it's obviously Utah folk who are there, and they recognize. In fact, once I forget the concert might have been Buffett. I can't really remember. But the people right next to us were... Uh, Salt Lakers, and they were fans. And uh, so the, <laughs> the one guy wanted a picture. <laughs> so he took a picture. His wife took a picture, uh, and they were, he and his wife were fans of, of PK. And he wanted a picture, so he took a picture. But his wife took the picture of me, him, and my wife. And then afterward, my wife was all sorts of sheepish, thinking, why was I in the picture? (laughs) (laughs) I should have taken the picture of he and his wife and you. And I said, yeah, what were you thinking? (laughs) So we had a good laugh over that one. (laughs) Lean in and smile. (laughs) I'm Mrs. K. I know. And she, you know, she wants no publicity at all. Uh, (laughs) So, Stay below the radar. Yeah, I mean, that. just on that unscientific survey, I mean, I've heard from many times, many over the years, uh, for, over for that. Obviously, when the Utes and Cougars are playing there, I, I get PK'd far more often, but just nothing to do with the sports. I've been recognized. So my thought is, yes, there will be a fair amount of folks who combine trips and games. Colton says, no, I will not be a Raider fan. But if it's ever possible again, I will go there when the Packers are visiting. Colton got a couple thumbs up for that. Packer fan, I guess, huh? Russell says, go Packers. So I'm thinking there's a couple Packer fans that are going to stick with Green Bay and not have anything to do with the, uh, with the Raiders. Yeah, I think they can develop something. Hector says, nope. And I finally turned on an NFL game this year, and it was just Herb Street and Reese doing a talk show. Maybe I was on the wrong channel. You were, Hector. You were over on ESPN, too. Finally, the mega cast. the second week. 
Yeah, well, the 12th game. I don't know what it is for me, but I have found my sports enjoyment on television has gone up exponentially. I mean, I've enjoyed the NBA playoffs a lot more, NFL, two weeks. But I have been all over the NFL for two weeks. I think the first two weeks of the NFL season, I've never been more invested. So you're more into the NBA and the NFL than you have been to uh, the baseball and the golf? Because you played high school baseball, you love baseball, you spent hours of your life on baseball, and, and you spent a lot of hours golfing, too. You've gotten, you've gotten pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, they're only they're on limited times. Baseball's on every uh, uh, every night. I understand that, but it's been going on now for several weeks. So when it first came back, yes, I mean, I I told you I watched Korean League on su- Saturday nights. I stayed up and watched Korean. I watched it last uh, two days ago, three days ago. I watched some Korean baseball. Came on at eleven o'clock, and I watched it. So this is brand new. This is more new the playoffs. Well, with the Jazz, obviously, you'd have to be into it. Because uh, it's work, uh, but I've continued it with the Jazz being eliminated, and I'm—I don't know if it's just because I lost it for a little bit. So it's one of those things that you lose, and then when you get it back, you appreciate it more. But I feel like the the games themselves have been tremendous. I thought last night's game was just absolutely beautiful. I mean, I'm watching this game and I'm seeing the Saints first couple of times with. Uh, Kamara there, and, and it's looking like BYU Navy thinking, oh, the Raiders are going to get smoked. They're opening up huge holes. He's running down. They get a field goal. They get a touchdown. They're up 10 nothing. You think, ah, the Saints got control of this game. And you know, that, turn t- up, that touchdown at 10 nothing. they went for the two, right, because there was a penalty yeah. and they got yeah, close. Yeah, it was a screwy situation. And then they got the two, and then there was an illegal substitution penalty. Yeah. And – the Saints sideline, the Saints coach, I mean, the camera's basically on the head coach, but you, you could just see how many people were irritated. And I'm like, it's, it's what you said. I'm like, this is so easy. What is this point going to matter? They don't seem to have any chance of stopping you. You've just been rolling down the field here. And then sure enough, it's 17 all at the halftime. You're thinking, all right, no wonder they, they, figured, they figured they were going to have problems stopping the Raiders too. They were, they were angling for everything they could. Well, yeah, you take nothing for granted when you're yep. a coach, that's for sure. So uh, I don't have that uh, that type of stake. I just have fans, fandom stake. But, yeah, I'm thinking that the Raiders are in big trouble. And so, uh, to me, obviously, there's a comeback win. And they look good enough. And I just thought it was great. I thought it was a great game. I was captivated the whole time. I had no desire to change the station and go look for something else. Nothing. Because I was just I was that into the game. So I, I, I'm not sure why, but for I guess the only thing I can come up with is that sports were taken away from me. The NFL wasn't taken away, but uh, the, the whole concept of no sports on television and no sports uh, being played, no college football. I'm a huge college football guy. I'm a huge Pac-12 guy, and they're not doing their thing right now, and there's a void in my life. And I miss it. I miss it badly, man. I'm surprised how much I miss it. I really miss college football a lot, a whole heck of a lot. And the NFL has stepped in and filled a void for me that has really been tremendous. And it, it, and I was surprised I found myself rooting for the Raiders. David says, it takes you six hours to get to Vegas? David, are you a lead foot? 
How fast are you going to the Virgin well, River? Well, it does. It depends on where he's leaving from. Of course. Too. It depends on where you're coming from. That's why I just went generally. You're in St. George. Yeah, it's, what, hour and a half, two hours maybe? Yeah, it seems like two hours from St. George. I haven't clocked it. It does depend on how you drive and how often you stop. I might have made that drive a time or two. Or 500. <laughs> Kevin, will I become a Raiders fan? Never! Man, that's a line in the sand right there, Kevin. Never! Well, you have to ask yourself, Las Vegas Raiders. I, I think it can happen. Tommy says never. It'll be interesting to see what happens as we go forward, say, five years from now, attendance-wise. We know now Vegas is an event town. I mean, they would have blown it out if fans could have been there uh, to to see it. And they weren't, obviously. But going forward, you know, eventually the thrill of having them there will wear off to the point where it's no longer a novelty and it still will be thrilling to have them there, and it'll be fun. But you've got a big stadium, and you know you got to fill it. And how's that going to work? There's a lot of haves and have-nots in Vegas, and so with that in mind, the have-nots don't have the finances to become haves. And how much of the haves will want to be into it? Because Vegas is a you know it's a sunbelt town, and Nobody's from Vegas, relatively speaking. You know, you're from other parts of the world there, particularly four or five hours away. California influx is strong there. And you got your teams there, but at the same time, those teams were gone for so many years. And so how will that play out? Uh, so the point being, there may be some a section of the stadium, you know, metaphorically speaking, that's available to Utah fans. And so how do they market that? I mean, you talk about Sacramento to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no uh, farther than St. George. And in many, depending on where you're coming from, it's closer. So why wouldn't they market that? St. George is an exploding area. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, I'm down there a fair amount, and gosh, there's just everywhere you go, they're throwing up houses, townhomes, apartments. So why wouldn't they market there? That that That's a no-brainer, isn't it? We not? have a former radio boss there, and uh, I spoke to him once, and I heard that they were – it was really early on, and I haven't followed up with him, but uh, they were already making some contacts about marketing there. You know, but there's St. George has its own radio stations and everything. So, yeah, I think that that's, that's the plan. It so seemed like that's where the Raiders were going. Of course. It would absolutely make sense because outside of uh, Mesquite, which is much smaller, there's nothing between right. I mean, a couple other little uh, gas you got stations. retirees. you got disposable income. It's an event. It's something to do. And it's, it's more than just retirees. And I mean, there's a lot of young people there. Well, that's yeah. That's why they keep building high schools down there, doing the high yeah. school football thing. That region now is eight teams, and they built yeah. the second school in Cedar City a few years ago, maybe 10 or 15 now. Uh, but... When I got here, I think there were four schools in St. George, and now there's six. Maybe there were three. I can't remember. But they've, oh, yeah, yeah, they've when, built a when, couple new ones. When I used to uh, do all the traveling for the watchdog, I would the travel agency, and the guy I would use is a St. George guy, and he, he told me that it was one high school when he grew up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 
Dixie. Dixie, yeah. Pineview, and Hurricane were older and were all there when I, when I got here. I was going to say, and Snow so Canyon was, probably wasn't Snow open. Canyon was brand new. I, I went down and did a story. I did like, for some reason, they it was a weird deal. I was brand new. And now I look back and I'm like, why did we do that at all? But I went down there and I did like three stories in one day. I did a story. They were opening a new golf course. I think that's why we were down there is that new golf in course. Trotta? There was some tie. And Trotta was opening. And then I went to Snow Canyon and did a story because they were like in their th- they were pretty new and they were six and zero or something. Why wouldn't you? There's tons of and viewers then I, down there. I went because they just don't want to fly people and pay money. You're right. There are tons of viewers. I totally agree with that. But they just didn't. Want oh, to. I get PK down there all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I went over and uh, and talked to Croshaw at. Uh, he was still he was still the JC football coach there. They weren't a four year school yet. Yeah, and I was no. running around all day down there. Yeah, and that then and that's. Now we have Tens a bureau. We, we, yeah, we have a photographer down there full time now. So if they're gonna, if the Raiders are gonna market to St. George, that's marketing to Utah. They're our team. That's it. I'm in. Yeah. So they've uh, they've doubled. I've got a new team. Crimson Cliffs, Snow Canyon, and Desert Hills. All three have been built since. Uh, since I want Musburger on every Friday morning talking about the Raiders. Bring it. We're working on. Did his you partner. know Musburger? He's and Lincoln Kennedy does do the uh, commentary for mm-hmm. uh, the Raiders. He is uh, Musburger's. Uh, we've had him on for many years now. Uh, Musburger's eighty-one years old. His middle name is Woody. That's kind of strange. <laughs> well, he is from Montana. Woody. Doesn't it seem like more of a, a nickname, Woody? Yes. <laughs> Your your name Unless is Woodrow. Name. Woodrow, and they, and they call you Woody. Right, but your 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 middle. If your name is Woodrow, then it would be Woodrow. You ever work with a guy named your Woody? Mi- I did my first Bruce radio Woodbury. job. He was probably I was Bruce Woodbury. We called uh, Woody. Oh, Woody. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Bruce. I worked for. I worked with Bruce Woodbury for many many years. I have fond fond memories. I mean, literally, no joke. I have great memories of me, Bruce Woodbury, Sports Information Director at Utah, just a marvelous gem of a human being. He's passed since. He had some health issues and uh, a couple years ago, I think. And Bill Marcroft, who is a legend in broadcasting in, in our market. I have great memories of the three of us uh, on the Utah ba- basketball beat going to out to eat so many countless dinners I couldn't even begin to name them all and particularly great memories of being at a barbecue place in Albuquerque and ordering uh, like a 35 uh, rib package and having Bill and Woody fight over who got the last rib and who got more ribs That doesn't take a lot of imagination to think how entertaining that oh, would have been. Oh, I'm dead serious, DJ. <laughs> yeah. When I say I have warm memories of the two of those guys spending so Woody. many hours with those guys. So Woody is a PR guy. I mean, more people know Marcroft, right? Because they saw him on TV and they heard him on the radio calling games for years. A legend. And, and Woody is a PR guy. Had you know, obviously had a lower profile, but uh, going to the service for him when he passed away, like it was sports royalty. I mean, wherever you looked, there were so many people there. So many athletes, so many media people, so many college administrators. It was, you know, 
You look over there, and Rondo Felberg sitting next to Chris Hell. I mean, you just— A every, legend in his own right. You, you turned around, and there's like six youths from the 90s there. Then there's a half dozen guys from the 80s over here. There's uh, six youths from the 2000s over here. You know, it was, uh, it, it was a heck of a turnout. Because everybody loved Woody. I mean, Absolutely, yeah. He's a, in his, in his business. He was a legend. Yep. It's not as public as Bill Markoff, who did right. television and obviously did the broadcasting for many many years. But in their own respective fields, they are two legends. And it, it's funny when you're going through stuff, you don't necessarily realize. All right, you don't know. This hey, is a, these are yeah. the good old days. These are the good old days right now, and you don't get it. I didn't. I didn't get. It. I'm as new. Everything was new to me. Uh, you just moved to the state, didn't you? Know, barely didn't, you know, maybe knew one or two people, but uh, was brand much exactly like you. And and but I traveled intensely with those guys because that was my assignment uh, for the newspaper, and got to know them very very well. And they they were, they were just great times. And then and, and Majerus, who uh, was just an unbelievable coach. I mean, he is an unbelievable human being, good and bad. <laughs> so he made things entertaining and interesting at all times. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Coming up, top of the hour, we're talking BYU football. The former Cougar wide receiver Dylan Cauley joins us. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. I think if you'd listened to Hans long enough, you had hinted that there was a star player that had dealt with COVID over the summer, and Zach Wilson admitted that uh, he indeed contracted it a few months ago. Yeah, you know, it's hard. I think I got it from, we had a bunch of the football guys over, and we were just having a little gambling night, you know, having some fun, and, you know, somehow a bunch of us got it. And already people are wondering about what's going on at gambling night. Hey, look, it's Skittles, a little bit of poker. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Calm down. Everybody's doing it. You get the orange Skittles, you get the green, yeah. the purple Skittles. Assigned dollar amounts to each. No money's exchanging hands. Oh, just COVID. Hans and Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Friday from 2 to 7 at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! Going to talk some college football with Dylan Colley, former BYU wide receiver, and with Cam Meller coming up, college football analyst and writer for SB Nation, and with Scotty G in the 9 o'clock hour, Coast. Hands and Scotty G show play-by-play voice for the Aggies. What about the Mountain West coming back? So we wait for the Pac-12 meeting on Thursday. Doesn't it seem inevitable, PK, that the Pac-12 is coming back? Aren't we just waiting for them to announce the start date? And I guess make sure that all 12 teams are going to play. That it's not going to be 10 or 11. Although I, expect well, I'm going to sit back and enjoy be it because it does seem in- inevitable. Yeah. I have to sneeze. So continue talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the question of the morning, we're still getting a lot of reaction. The Raiders, they played their first home game six hours away in Las Vegas. Are you going to evolve into a Raiders fan? Calvin says it's going to take time, but they'll be the most popular team in town a few years down the line. Calvin, That's I'm what I was with saying. you. I'm with you, comma, if they win. They got to be good. I don't think they can just be an NFL team there and have that kind of pull. If they're good, and I don't think they have to be great. I don't think they have to win Super Bowls and all that, but I don't think people are going to gravitate to a a 5 or 6 win team. And the Raiders have just had too many of those seasons. 
you know, Gruden's back, and, and, you know, he took him to the playoffs and went to the Super Bowl. It was that weird deal where he moved to the Bucs, and then it was the Bucs versus the Raiders in the Super Bowl his first year. In 2002, the Raiders have been to the playoffs once since then. So they got to be a playoff team. You know, but if you're well, in that's the— That's then. That's not now. Okay, but— it, Right, but if they're, if they're a playoff team going forward, then they can gain a pretty big foothold in this market. But if they keep so, rolling out four and six win teams, I don't think it's going to happen. Everybody they loves have a, a pretty good foothold in Oakland. <clears throat> yeah, but they'd won there for a long time and built up a lot of loyalty. But they also lost there for a long time. Yeah, but they had the loyalty. Here it's brand new. They got to win now, I think. You're still six hours away, and you don't have decades of history. Which is maybe good, because you don't have decades of losing. Right, right. Oh, yeah, the losing doesn't, if they win now, if they're a playoff team now and a playoff team next year, and, you know, I don't know, for the next six years or whatever. Yeah, what happened in 07 and 2012, that, that doesn't matter. Well, but I don't know that they're going to win and be a playoff team, but I do think they can be a good team. Because if you just look at Gruden, he went four and twelve, seven and nine. So he made from year one to year two. When you're improving your victory total by three in the NFL, I think that's pretty significant. Yep. And if they do it again and get to ten, they'll be a playoff team. It's, uh, oh, you know, of course, yeah. Ten wins is a playoff team in the NFL. That they very. But I don't think you have does. to be a. You don't have to be a playoff team to have a following. What you don't want is in November you're just playing out the string. Right. Which is where. And they then. Play. If you're playing out the string, though, you can draw all sorts of interest because it seems like every year we've got this hotshot quarterback coming out or that hotshot quarterback coming out, and people get all excited about that if you're in that te- in that market. And you don't necessarily need the number one pick. Be interesting to see. I mean, if you got the number yeah. one pick and Jamal Murray, or not Jamal, I, mean, I knew I was going to call him Jamal, uh, Kyler Murray is coming out, that's going to excite everybody in that whose fan base and whoever that might be just like i assume in cincinnati phoenix i have a connection to so i can tell you that they were excited i assume in cincinnati they're all excited about burrow it seems like every year now there's there's a hot shot quarterback if not multiples yep that generate interest in the draft and then some pan out and some don't Right. Well, then, yeah. Then you end up with a, a, a Dak Prescott or others who are, are not viewed as hot shots, but yet end up being very good, and they become your guy. And I think Prescott was a fourth-round pick, right? So you never really know there either. Russell Wilson, who is certainly on his way to Canton, fifth was a third-round pick. pick. Was he third or fifth? I want to say third, but if you think fifth, I'd probably go with you. But in my mind, it, it screams right third. I think you win, though. Uh, and, you know, because uh, maybe he was a little shorter or whatnot. And Pete Carroll, who obviously knows what he's doing, installed him from day one. And look at him now. I mean, he right now, today, right now, today, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. No, oh, there it is. You've got some national players who agree with you right now, though. He's off to I'm a, speaking today. He's right. off to an incredible start this season. Right. The five touchdown passes to five different receivers, definitely catching everybody's eye. Aaron Rodgers so is off point, to a really good start, too, but the quality yeah, of competition absolutely. there is a little, you know, okay, that was awesome. You lit up the lines. Great. You know, it'll pan out. I couldn't believe it. I was watching the PTI and... Who's the MVP after two games? Oh, stop it. I can barely handle a midseason. Russell Wilson. I can barely handle a midseason MVP conversation. I can't yeah, handle an MVP they, they conversation. Yeah, but they have a show that they have games. to do today. 
<laughs> and it generated respect that. and it generated a reaction. So why not? <laughs> of course, you you of all people, I, I am woolly disappointed, and I rarely run out the word woolly, but this time it works and it's appropriate. I'm woolly disappointed in you. Are you making up another word? Woolly? Yeah. W h o l y. You won the battle with Irregardless. I'm making up a word that's been a word since before the Raiders had a great tradition, but you and your limited vocabulary, because you went to Santa Barbara, don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You're right, I don't. <laughs> Heard of wooly, but not if I had a better, If I had a better vocabulary, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been stuck at UC Santa Barbara, and I would have been a lot less happy. Oh, yeah. You know what you are? You're a wooly bully. That's what you are. Wooly bully. Wooly bully. <laughs> All right, DJ. Watch it, watch it, here it come. <laughs> Dylan Colley's coming up next. We're talking Cougar football. Stay with us.